Welcome to the latest G League Grind. I'm your host, Ryan McNeil, and I'm talking with Rodney Pryor, a guard for the Salt Lake City Stars. This week, we talk about how the coronavirus could impact Rodney's upcoming wedding in June, and he shares a great idea or a great theory called habit stacking. Hope you like this chat. Let's dig into it then. You were excited and probably are excited still about your your marriage coming up. It was scheduled to happen in April. Rodney, what's the latest on your wedding date with the coronas the coronavirus putting a curveball on a lot of people's social lives and their plans? It's been a huge curveball just from you know, a thinking standpoint, we're still preparing that the wedding is going to be June 13th. We're still preparing. We're still sending out our invites. But we're also preparing in the back of our minds for a potential cancel. And then we're trying to weigh out, does it make sense to postpone it? Does it make sense to just do something with, you know, really, really close friends? But we don't know because we don't know because I was asking my fiance, are you okay? Do you still want the wedding to be on if only 50 people can be in the building or only 75 people? Because we were going to have a 300-plus guest uh, wedding. So I was asking if only 100, 75, 50. And, you know, it's kind of not fair in a sense if we have to cut the list that much. So we would keep the wedding off if we can't have the wedding with the people that we want there. So we would just go to the courthouse with our pastor and, and get married there and then kind of do something small at a, at a friend's house. Cause we still want the ceremony. We, I still want to see her come down the aisle with her dress on because that's something she dreamed about since she was a little girl. And I dreamed about since I was a little boy. So That's been the trickiest part. And then, you know, going into becoming first-time homeowners shakes it up a lot now, too, because if we were able to cancel the wedding and get all of the money back that went into the wedding, then it would make, you know, getting our first home that much easier, you know, with the initial down payments and the closing costs, because you got to have those right up front. So it's just been a lot of scenarios we've been trying to weigh and and think about and, you know, go best case, worst case scenario. So uh, we're hoping that the momentum of this virus slows down and that we can start to shake back into a normal routine and a normal life. So we're just praying that that will be the result of all of this. Here in Canada the Canadian economy was dipping into a recession in February. I We had 500,000 people apply for unemployment insurance, EI, last week alone because of the coronavirus. The housing market was red hot, and that's why I'm bringing it up. Like There was bully offers. It was a great time to sell. Could this... I'd say work out in your favor. That's, that's a horrible thing when people's lives are, are, are being impacted like by a delayed wedding and uh, all that kind of stuff. But what's mm-hmm. the housing market looking like out in your area in regards to the coronavirus and how's the American economy doing? Because as a Canadian, 
the financial impact uh, with me being in good health and my family being in good health, the financial aspect on houses and on the economy, that's what's scaring me right now. Yeah, so I have a lot of friends who work in the housing market and, you know, I'm heavily in stocks and a lot of my friends and older buddies are uh, in the stock market. Um, And with the market in the East Coast, especially in this region of the East Coast, they're strong and stable. So we don't expect to see much dip in the housing market. You know, maybe a couple thousand might be shedded off. Which still helps, but unfortunately, this place, which is good in itself too, holds strong in the market because it's always going to be strong, I think, just because of the area, the location, and everything. So we're hoping (laughs) that, you know, we can get, you know, a few thousand shed off the uh, initial price. That would help a ton. But also, like you said, you know, it can help. But like the situation has not helped so many people. And that's why I think it's it's so crucial for us in these moments and this time frame just to really start teaching people like I feel like we're just doing the the same we've been doing with, you know, just putting a Band-Aid on a sore spot instead of fixing the, the root cause of the bleeding. And I think this stems back to, you know, schools not teaching people about financial literacy not teaching people about the stock market, not teaching people about certain jobs you go into don't have much job security when crisis happen like this. So it's a ton of people that's going to be highly affected from this and might not even be able to recover from this situation. And I think it's just unfortunate because a lot of it is just due to ignorance. And when I use the word ignorance, it's just to say we, we don't know. So I think it's unfortunate that, you know, a lot of people aren't well prepared for this type of situation. I agree that education is a huge thing. And as a, as a school teacher myself, I wish we were able to teach kids about financial literacy and using the stock market and mortgages and keeping a, a cap mm-hmm. on, on how much debt you are carrying, whether it's leasing a car or, or your, your mortgage itself. Here's here's my thing I want to dig in today. I like that uh, in your tweet you're talking about eating healthy and exercising and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I am a single a single dude, and I'm at home here alone with my dog. So there's only so much Netflix I can do. So I've got up to two a day workouts, but I find the problem is I'll hop on the computer and I'll do some reading. And I'll hear about the Canadian stock market. I'll hear about the Canadian economy. I'll start worrying about the housing market because I own a home and all this kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I try and take the dog for long walks and pray. I dig into my Bible. Do you find yourself getting anxious at times during all this when when things are completely out of your control and you have to trust him? And what do you do in times either like this or when you're feeling anxious because you don't have control over life? This may sound like an oxymoron because God teaches us don't be anxious, but my anxious comes to, you know, be in his presence more and be in the word more. Like, you know, a lot of times our anxiousness can come from thinking about the situations. Like if you are a homeowner or if you have stocks, do you sell? Do you wait? Do you hold out? Do you keep buying? So your mind can 
fill up with so many different thoughts and, you know, it's not always negative. It's just, you know, trying to figure out what's really going on and that can add anxiety to you. So in this time, I realized I was just talking to my buddy yesterday. I said, man, we have so much time on our hands. And he was like, yeah, we have so much time. And then I'm like, time to spend with God now. We don't have no excuses now to not spend with God. Exactly. But me, me knowing myself and me knowing human beings, you know, working with a lot of people in different aspects of life, you can't just dive into something. I think with God, it is something you can dive into, but it just depends on where you're at emotionally, spiritually, physically. Uh, trials and tribulations, how much weight and burden is on your shoulders. Cause you know, some but people that have a lot more on their plate can sometimes just fall into God's lap and give everything they have to him. And then, you know, if you had a similar, if you had a semi good life, you know, things were going well, work was going well, you were kind of, you know, medium busy, then like, you know, it's kind of hard to just use this time to just fall into God's hand as a believer or non-believer. So with this time, like how we talk about on Twitter, like just slow increments of adding good things to your daily life. And it's called habit stacking. It's from a book I read from uh, James Clear about atomic habits. So you want to continue to stack little habits that are good for you so that they can continue to grow. Cause like right now, when I say there's a lot of time to be spent with God, I understand that you can't just up and pray for an hour unless the Holy Spirit takes hold of you. So instead of, and this is what happens with our diets too. And when we get out of shape or we start to uh, gain a lot of weight, we want to become the professional athlete the next day in the weight room instead of doing small increments to get to where we want to get. Like instead of going there and running three miles right away, because you've never even done it in so long, just walk a mile. And then the next day, walk another mile. And the next day, walk another mile. So in one week, you have walked seven miles. You haven't walked seven miles for a long time. Like that is a huge step up. So even with our time with God, start with five minutes. Start with one verse in the Bible. Start with one prayer. Start with one issue you want God to fix in your life. And then you start to build on that. Then the next day, two verses. The, the next day, three verses. The next day, ten. now five minutes turns to 10 minutes. Then the 10 minutes turns to 20 minutes. Then when you're at 20 minutes, another person may join you and you may be able to fellowship with that person. And that 20 minute turns into, you know, 45 minutes or an hour. <clears throat> and that's the way we have to look at this time. We can't just go, I want to be LeBron James tomorrow. Like you got to build yourself up to that point. So when we go back to the question of like, do I get anxious? That's what I get anxious about is when I feel myself not doing something, I'm like, this is time I need to spend with God <clears throat> because that's who my shepherd is. Like our pastor preached on Psalm 23 yesterday, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I should fear no evil because the Lord is with me. And this is a time where we can, because it's weird, you know, just sitting in your house all day, the problem really isn't in front of your face until you like go outside and no one's outside or you go to the grocery store and they're implementing like social distancing at the grocery store. So they only let 
10 or 20 people in at a time. So then you're like, oh, the virus is here. But when you're at home, you're just like, man, it's boring. What am I supposed to do right now? And I think that's the time we need to really lock into, you know, eating clean, walking around the block a few times, just implementing movement into our life. Because I was telling my buddy, we're either going to compound in two directions here. There's not staying in where you were coming out of this uh, moment in time. You're either going to compound really good and what you put into yourself is going to propel you once you, once we get out of this, uh, this time of the virus, or you're going to compound down really bad. And when we come out of this, you're going to be in a worse financial spot. You're going to be in a worse health spot. You're going to be worse spiritual spot. So this is the time we need to be encouraging each other to, you know, take slow but meaningful increments to better ourselves when we come out of this. I love habit stacking, and I've been doing that as well. So on my drive to work when I had school, the first five minutes there was no music or podcast in my truck, and I was thinking of what I was thankful for. So starting the day with gratitude. And now that I'm off mm-hmm. work with this, I've been doing two-a-day workouts, which is getting me back in shape and helping me be healthier. My question for you is, I don't know if it's a challenge or, or a question, is what are you working on habit stacking right now for yourself? Uh, habit stacking for me right now is using this time for me and my fiance to grow together um, and the word together, reading Ephesians 5. We just finished up premarital counseling. So, and I read a ton of books. So, I want to habit stack my uh, structure. Like, I want to be able to go to bed at a reasonable hour, get seven to eight hours of sleep, wake up, read my first book of the day, do my devotion, you know, spend time with my fiance and the family, and, you know, just talking to hang and do my workout. And then, go into my second book that I'm reading and then start getting on my uh, content stuff with recording videos and stuff like that. Because, you know, in this time you can just kind of just keep throwing it behind you, throwing it behind you. I got all day. I got all day. Like it's noon right now. And before you know it, it's going to be 4 PM and you're going to be like, where did the time go? So my habit stacking is basically my structure. Now, when I do one thing, it has to lead to me, doing the next thing and it helps if it's right away but you know if if you space stuff out you still have to be disciplined enough to still do it because we're not doing anything else so i think that's uh one of the big habit stacking thing for me and and now eating clean after we eat we want to walk instead of eating and sitting down because i've been reading a book uh, uh brainwashing it talks about people being in a sedentary state and a lot of people in the world are in a sedentary state, meaning we don't move. We just sit down. We lounge around. So our, <clears throat> our health habit stacking is when we eat, we go for a walk. We have to do some form of movement, whether it's push-ups, sit-ups, walking around the block to give our digestive system a chance to you know, do its job. <clears throat> All right, Rodney, as always, it was great chatting. Stay healthy, and we'll chat again next week. Okay, sounds good. That's a wrap for this G Lee Grind episode. If you like these chats, please subscribe or follow on whatever podcast app you use. We're on 
iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're trying to fix a Google Play feed is currently out, but give us a subscribe or a follow so you get more of these G League Grind episodes. As always, thanks for listening.